Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping it real. And dancing. I was. I, I love that intro music. I'm not going to lie, man. <laughs> like, I don't care how many times we've recorded episodes. I still jam out. I'm like, doom, 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 yeah. Doom, 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 doom. It's hard to not. I like it. It's it's hard just, I, it just fits so perfect. That's yeah. true. So tonight, we got a pretty cool episode. It's going to be maybe a little outside the box and something that not everyone really talks about when uh, when they talk about the reptile hobby or yeah. you know getting into things and breeding and social media and all that stuff. Like people talk about, you know, oh, promoting and business and blah, 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 blah. But people don't usually talk about, uh, you know, burnout and what happens when, you know, things can kind of get to be too much because it's it's something that, you know, a lot of people deal with, especially when you get into the hobby and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so enveloped in this thing. I just want to do this completely. I want to do everything and make it everything in my life. But a lot of times if you make, you know, something that you're interested in everything in your life, you can get burned out on that thing. It, Even if you it love it a lot. True. It is very true. A lot of people don't really talk about that. So I figured that would be kind of a, a cool topic to, um, to talk about tonight. A cool, a cool reptile talk, a cool little reptile talk between two reptile guys. <laughs> That's that's pretty awesome. Delilah. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Rob and I have both worked a very long day today. Yeah, I definitely just did like um almost twenty-four hours straight of working. This is and true. then and then did another twelve hour shift today or something like that. And then I have to work tonight and then so Rob is currently Rob Zombie. Yeah, I <laughs> oof, I'm gonna get sued for that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Regardless, um, yeah, yeah, it we're is. Talking about burnout tonight. We're, we're talking about burnout. Yeah, we're talking about being burnt out. Being burnt out. What is being burnt out? Are we gonna define this term? Because um, it it goes a little bit beyond like just being tired for a day. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Because especially I've the context that i've seen most people talk about it nowadays as far as like burnout in the reptile hobby is social media and they get super yeah. burnt out on you know being in facebook groups and mm -hmm. uh, seeing people who claim to be reptile experts and they've got two reptiles and they've been just got into the hobby four years ago and <laughs> they just you know for people who have been doing it a long time or people who are super specialized it, it gets to be frustrating and for sure it's it's easy to you know get burnt out on trying to help people and either not having them listen to you or, you know, taking wrong advice or mm -hmm. purposefully not taking the advice of people who work with the animal because they don't like it. And it's like, well, you know, these people have worked with this animal sometimes for a really long time. And just because you don't like their advice doesn't mean that it's not you know the right thing. I, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, the blood and short tail groups. Cause it's like a couple times a week, someone comes in there and they're like, I want to do a bioactive enclosure for my blood Python. And like, everyone's like, no. And there's like the two people who have joined last week and they're like, yeah, you should do it. I did it last week and it's been uh, going great. And it's like, everyone else is like, their urine is going to burn your soil and ruin yeah. all of your microfauna. All of your, all of your like, isopods. <laughs> I hope they like really acidic urine. My like, mind's telling me no. 
This this has already gone off the rails. <laughs> but you know, a lot of the people who keep short tails are like, look, they're gonna dig up your plants, they're gonna piss all over your cage. You're you're gonna have to feed your microfauna because they're not eating the regular poop that you get from like a gecko, and the blood python's gonna poop like once every three or four months, and it's going to be a giant log in there that it's gonna take them a year to eat. So it's just <laughs> there's other animals that work great for bioactive enclosures, bloods and short tails aren't one of them. And then those people get butt hurt and they're like, I'm gonna do it anyway, and then uh, you know, it, it works well for a week or two weeks or whatever. And then eventually they're like, oh, yeah, it didn't, didn't work yeah, out. And it's good. like, yeah. we tried to tell you, but I mean, you don't have to learn from all the people who have made the mistakes before you. You can make all those mistakes yourself. It's just, I'm sorry, why bio, would you want to bioactive mistakes are only happening within the last couple of years. Oh, I know. Yeah. Just, just a heads up. Clearly. Yeah. Just a heads up. But, but like, um, you know, the, the feeling of being burnt out on social media is something that I see a lot of people. They're like, I'm just so sick of like, you know, trying to help people and then have them think that you're stupid, even though you've been yeah. working with animals for a long time yeah. or, you know, purposely ignoring your advice or, you know, saying that just because you're not the same type of person that they are, like you're maybe you're an older guy in the hobby. that You don't have anything valuable to input. And it's like, well, sometimes people do have valuable input and, you know when when you've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to help people it can definitely get frustrating to constantly just have it you know watch these people making mistakes and yeah. not taking advice and then you know it's at the detriment of the animals a lot of the time and you know you, you can only want to reach out so many times like, i mean that's what took me out of a lot of groups that i was in and posting in those groups because i was just like you know, every time that you help someone, there's still another five people there who are making the same mistake and not learning yeah, from yeah, yeah. the one person they're seeing in the group already making the mistake. So it just got super frustrating for me to like constantly be helping people and then still more people just not learning while they're watching. And it's like you if you pay attention, there's lots of things you can do. It's like the people yeah. who join a group and the first thing that they do is go, OK, who's got this snake that this group is about and everyone's like if you like watched for a day you'd see all the people who've got those, yeah those yeah exactly particular snakes exactly. you wouldn't even have to ask you wouldn't even have That's to because the people who are going to answer you are probably going to be people who have got like two and they're like yeah i'm gung-ho about this and the people who are breeding them and have an entire room of them they're just like ah they'll see it when i post <laughs> yeah yeah no, that that is very true yeah i think the 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 social media burnout is certainly certainly one that is becoming more and more prevalent as as time goes on and usually i mean i tell people when it comes when it comes to a lot of different things when it comes to burnout especially being burnt out over seeing th this large amount of negativity or or whatever the case may be uh what you give your attention to you energize yeah you know so sometimes it's you know not to say like don't help people or like don't don't jump in somewhere and and offer your advice but you know, when you see it clearly not worth your time or you see it's already, you know, a post has already been inundated with all this false information and all these people just like jumping at each other's throats about whatever. Sometimes it's not worth jumping into, um, you know, send that person a direct message Yep. or, or whatever and um, save yourself the headache because more often than not, it, it's... Ugh, it's just not worth it yeah <laughs> you know um so i i think that's definitely one of the important things to realize is just like if you don't want to get involved 
don't feel obligated to get involved because one of those things that at least for for social media for some of the things that i've seen is like the people who get burnt out are the people that they consistently want are posting in the groups or commenting in the groups and whatever or they're just they're trying to just be active and they're like always on that group trying to check things out or whatever and they're just like man everything i see is like an argument mm-hmm. or everything i see is this or everything i see is that and like there's no or there's very limited positive context you know and i i Dude, I get uh, I get that a hundred percent. If I start feeling like shrouded in negativity, I do whatever the hell I can to get the hell out. Take a step back. Yeah, you you have you have to because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not. Um, and it's like the reason why we all came to the to reptiles and keeping and posting in those groups is because we love them and they make us excited. And we, you know, when you look at that snake or that lizard or that frog or that tarantula or that newt or whatever, it's like, yeah, I love this thing. I'm super into this thing. And it's such a bummer that like, you know, just seeing all the the negativity that people can have surrounding, oh well you keep it with a plant that faces west and I only keep it with plants that face east. And it's like that doesn't matter, dude. It yeah. really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Trust yeah. me. In the grand scheme of things, it does it not matter. matter. If you see someone really doing something to the detriment of their animal, yeah. Reach out. Hey, maybe you know you don't want to do it like that. But the, there are so many different ways to keep reptiles and the way that I keep stuff in New Hampshire might be very different for the way that someone keeps things in Florida, which is very different for the way right. that someone keeps things in New Mexico, which is very different than the way that people can keep things in Oregon. So there's yep. so many different ways and there's so many different factors that play into it. And it's like, you know, someone in New Mexico might have to spray down their enclosure every single day, like heavily spray it down just to keep the humidity somewhere relevant yeah. whereas like someone in florida you do that and the thing is just like this wet moss ball inside the cage <laughs> and you're like why would you uh, i followed the guy who said to spray it down every day and it's like well that you got to take things into account that things are not always the same they're very different and they uh there's so much behind it there's so many different variables that go into you know the way that someone might keep something it's uh no, it gets to be discouraging. One of the things that I yeah. like, tarant- one of the t- things that I used to really enjoy was to, like tarantula groups. Even though, like, so in reptiles, if you have a particular species, there's usually like a lot of variation of how those species look. Like mm-hmm. most most species, not all of them, but like green anacondas, they all kind of look the same. Every year you get a lighter, a little bit lighter one, a little darker one, but most of them look very similar. It's very hard to even distinguish them between each other right um but you know ball pythons blood pythons carpet pythons every single one of them is different it's hard to find two that look like very similar in the (laughs) same way um so uh, the tarantula groups every single individual in a species looks identical the samopoas armenia that i have looks identical to the one that that guy has and 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 this one and this girl has and that person has can you say that species one more time samopoas armenia the venezuelan sun tiger look them up they're really cool they're like the halloween tarantula they're black and orange they're awesome they got little nike swooshes on their legs i'm i'm just happy there was a common name there is i hate (laughs) i hate common names but it has a common name um, but in those groups, all they do is argue about how people keep things like that is all they do because all the yeah. animals look the same. So when you don't have any like, oh, I like the way that this one's pattern looks a little bit different right here. When you don't have that, all they do is argue about how people keep things. And like I've been keeping tarantulas 
pretty much my whole life and I've raised a lot of different species of tarantulas and I enjoy keeping a variety of different species of tarantulas and I've kept things uh, in ways that are unconventional and people got butt hurt, butt hurt, <laughs> like real butt hurt. Like I used uh, for a while, I was using substrate that was eco earth mixed with potting soil and cypress mulch mm -hmm. and people lost their minds oh my god cypress mulch for a tarantula it's the devil you they should take away your spiders and i'm like guys i i get that you all have your little this is how you keep a tarantula starter pack um but there are more ways to do it and then also i've been keeping tarantulas since the 90s and i i've had a really good success raising stuff on the stuff that i do and sometimes i like to experiment and see what ways work better like i just got this soil that i really really like and i'm not using anything else past this now mm -hmm. it's um it's from this organic it farm prime no it's Brian not Marchick? no it's, it's not unfortunately <laughs> sorry brian i tried to hook sorry, you up man um, <laughs> it's it's from an organic farm in maine and it's soil that's like it's topsoil mixed with ground up um, lobster shells. So like, so they don't waste the lobster. Like, you know, what pe most people throw away the shells. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. Place, I got that part. They, yeah. They compost the shells and crush oh. them up fine so that they compost with the soil and vermiculite or not vermiculite perlite. And what else is in there? And peat moss and like a couple other things, but it is like, rich and keeps humidity amazing and hmm. i just started using this like a year and a half ago and i'm yeah. like i will never use another substrate again this is the coolest thing but it's not eco earth that people bought in little brick at the pet store so they're like ah, substrate but literally people in those groups are like crazy and it's like i got so burnt out on posting in their in the arachnid groups because i was just like these people don't they don't like they mm -hmm. all read the same care sheet and they're all, you know, doing their yeah. thing. And I just like the spiders because I like the spiders. And if, if they don't like how I keep stuff, then don't keep it like me. I don't know what to tell you. All my spiders would be great. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think that's one of the biggest things is like a lot of times people are just looking for something to argue about or, you know, they, they don't have as much experience. So they're literally just basing it off of those few care sheets or maybe they read, you know, the, a couple pages of a book, you know, and um, that's that's all they're basing it off of yeah. and they and they they have yet to understand that there's more than one way to to do things yeah um yeah so the burnout the burnout is real and then it sometimes is. on a on a on a not so social media based uh burnout there's the there's the life i was just gonna burnout. say the life burnout you is know? real bro yeah so between like working mm. a lot yeah and then having to maintain your animals um and maintain yourself and maintain, maintain yourself your yeah. friendships and a good sleep cycle and... yeah it's it's really easy to get overwhelmed and, yes. and everything like that so uh you know i mean and... i'll i'll put it i'll put it this way if you're gonna you know if you're gonna have like a small collection of reptiles like you can pretty much you can generally pretty much maintain and kind of keep the status quo every once in a while you're like oh man like I'm i got really tired yeah, or, yeah. you know whatever and like i know personally i'll have i'll have those days where i've like i've broken up taking care of my room into two days mm -hmm. you know where it's like oh my god it doesn't seem quite as overwhelming when i go from 170 something snakes to take care of to uh like 60 or 80 <laughs> or you know whatever yeah and then i come back and do the other 60 or 80 or whatever yeah <laughs> whoops uh you know so doing doing kind of things like that kind of helped to make it a little less intense or overwhelming um but if you have a, a larger collection, it's things can get out of hand really quick, really, yeah. really quickly, you, you know, know you a, figure... a day or two away 
could spell disaster for something. A water bowl evaporates and something goes without water. That really or they is... knock it over and you just like you missed it on that that round you're going through and doing yep. things in a row, and you just missed that one by accident. And then all of a sudden it's been a week and a half of that water, and it's like, oh my goodness, like that this the stuff that can really happen when you know you're you're tired because you know mm. something's got to give someplace or another. It's either going to be right. your friendships with people, your family, your work schedule, your sleep schedule, or the the care on the animals and it's like you it's very tough to balance all of those things especially if something pops up oh you got an extra work project that's super stressful or takes more of your time or maybe it takes time out of your out of your regular work day it takes time from your personal life um and then maintaining your you know it's been tougher with covid because people are not as able to go out and do social things but still maintaining right. your social bonds with your friends or with the people in the in the community and doing stuff like that um, you know, cutting into that time can be stressful for a lot of people because, you know, humans are social animals by definition. Like I get yeah. that people, a lot of people are introverted and they, they've got their core group, but you still have that, you core, still have group. that core group. Yeah, exactly. You still need, you know, a couple people at least in your life, um, yep. to kind of keep things together. Keep you sane. Yeah. They yeah. keep you sane. I got, I got Jeremy right I, here. And I got Rob. It's good. <laughs> so, um, but you know, things will start to slip in one area or the other, and you don't mm. want it to be on the area of the animals because it's not really fair to them because they're they're relying on you. So um, when it comes to that, like, just life burnout, it's something that you constantly have to be watching. If you've got, like, one or two animals, it's usually not that hard to, to stay on top of it. And, you know, even if you get an extra work project or whatever, or, or you know, your friends want to go out on a day that you're not you're usually doing animal stuff, it's not that big a deal. You can usually put it off a day, and it's, no, you know, it's easy right. to catch up. If you've got... I'll say more than 30 animals or more than 20 animals, you know, an extra day can really throw can a you huge wrench yeah. into your whole system of how you do things, especially yeah. the, the higher numbers that you get, the more. And if you breed your own rodents or your own feeders, that too, as well, can can really, I mean, rodents, especially like they go half a day without water and that the mice are just gonna start eating their their babies because they're like yeah. oh look at this little capri sun and you're like yeah. that's a baby you monster what are you doing <laughs> you are two hours without water you oh my goodness yeah yeah mice are fun they're um yeah but yeah i mean the the nice thing the nice difference between you know the social media burnout and the the life burnout is at least with the social media burnout you, you can take a break you know, you can step away from social media and, and, and kind of purge yourself of, um, of all that insanity. The yeah. life burnout is one of those things where like you, uh, you have to do something yeah. to make it work, you know, be it, you know, exactly like what Rob was saying. Um, your personal relationships, kind of going to hang out with your friends, uh, family or, or whatever, you know, sometimes those take a little bit of a hit and, um, you know, I mean, first of all, things happen. Yeah. Right. Um, but it is important to realize like, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to either cut back on some animals if like it seems to be a consistent issue where it's like things might go great for like a month and then like without fail, something comes up and, and you're thrown off and then the animals are suffering. You yeah. know, and, and if that's a recurring thing, maybe you need to, you know, lighten that load a little bit. Or if if you're trying to build a business working with animals while still working a job while Oof. doing a bunch of other things that stressful. certainly is stressful and that's one of those things where like the burnout happens for sure yep. i've dealt with that many times but uh 
you know, you have to figure out then kind of creative ways to allow that that balance to kind of happen. So sometimes that means you get a little bit less sleep. And depending on your job, your 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 current job, uh, that might be great or not so great. Um, other times, you know, you might you might just have to look at, OK, well, what what can I do? in my reptile room or whatever to make things go a little faster you know are there ways that i can streamline these things so i instead of being down here for five hours i'm here down here for three and a half and i can get a couple extra hours of sleep um so i'm good for my job in the morning and sometimes that's literally as simple as like organization It, it is amazing what you can get accomplished if you have a system yeah. Or if you if you've got a system, finding something to speed up that system mm-hmm. and just finding a little ways to cut cor- corners here and there, you know, not not cutting corners in the care aspect. But right. like uh, when I was when I'm doing baby reticulated pythons, what I usually do is we've got a big rack and I got it off to my right side. It's right next to the sink, which I use for scrubbing the dishes and, and scrubbing the tubs and cleaning them out and everything. I'll put a cart behind me that's got the paper and the trash can on the on the other side. So I pull pull down the baby, put it in the holding bin that's right off to my right. On the left, empty out the bin. Water dish goes in the sink while I'm cleaning down the actual tub itself. Put paper from behind me into the tub, right into the rack, clean the water dish, water dish goes back in. Takes me all of a minute, minute and a half. And yep. just being able to not have to walk from here to the trash can to throw things out to the sink to wash everything down. Just saving those little seconds here and there yep. really adds up in, in the amount of time that you're, it takes you to do the rack. And and yeah. if you've got a room in you, like a reptile room, having a sink in there is incredible and amazing and a mm-hmm. blessing. And if you can do it, you should do it because yeah. it'll save you so much time. Not everyone is able to do that. Um, you know, one of the things that I used to do when I had a reptile room that didn't have a sink in it or when I was, you know, living with my parents is I would get a, um, a Home Depot bucket so yes. that I could, as I'm going through, I pull all the water dishes and empty them out into the Home Depot bucket and then clean everybody, set everybody back up. And then before I put the water dishes back in, I go clean them all, you know, from from Mm -hmm. empty the bucket, clean all the water dishes. And then I will bring a gallon jug or or a couple gallon jugs into my room of water. And then I'll just fill up the water dishes as I go and boom, 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 all in a row. Save you so much time as opposed to cleaning this tub, taking the water dish, cleaning it in the other room, filling it up, walking back. That'll take you three times as much time as doing it all at the end and then just putting your room back on water dishes. Yeah. It no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, I mean, another thing too, like I'm looking, looking through the, the comments that are coming through. Uh, cause of course, if you're just listening to the audio on this and you haven't figured out, you can check us out on the YouTubes. Uh, you can head over to my YouTube channel at Brassman reptiles. And, uh, there's a whole playlist called the reptile talk playlist. And uh, you can check out a bunch of these episodes here and catch us live. I didn't make a post about doing this one live because uh, we were waiting on confirmation from potential guests that didn't come through. Bob but scratch. Ah. It's OK. That's uh, so anyway, uh, having having uh, a large something is as, as simple as like a larger trash can. That was one, one of the, one of the things that, that I'm seeing right there from uh, from Nathaniel. Um, that's huge. This way, you don't, you know, you're not going out every 10 cages to empty the trash or get a new trash bag, you know, whatever, get, 
you know, spend the 30 bucks on a massive trash can, you know, and imagine what what possibilities <laughs> could arise from having a larger trash can. But, uh, you know, the Home Depot bucket is is definitely a great thing, especially if you don't have a sink in there. And one of the other things you can do, too, especially because all your rodents in there. You That's could what I used that. to do. You I could do that too. With rodents and thought. One hundred percent. But uh, if you're close enough, if your reptile room is close enough to like the kitchen or your bathroom or whatever, and you can attach a hose to the sink, you just get like a little Y yep. split, split, so yeah. you can control uh, water for the sink. But you can also have a hose going. This way, not only can you dump out the water bowl, but if there's if you're like, okay, this water bowl is going right back in with this snake. You can spray it out right there. Maybe it's got some bedding in it or whatever. You can spray it out right there and put it back. Um, or, you know, if you're going through and you're like, uh, you just are like, man, I got to go through and give waters to everything. Well, I mean, of course, you can just grab a water bowl and walk back and forth or grab a couple water bowls and walk back and forth. But imagine having a hose yep. that you could just... One of the things that I like to do as well is um, set up a container with uh, bleach water mm-hmm. and with a rag so that while I'm going, if I do need to wipe a, a bowl out real quick to refill it, I've got it right there as opposed yes. to walking to the other side of the room to do it. And just saving those couple little extra seconds is, is huge. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that people don't really talk about is finding your number. The number of animals that you can care for adequately. Oh, oh I was like, uh, you just go into contacts on your phone. And then no. usually at the very top or the no. very bottom, it says my number. Yeah. Those people who are like, <laughs> I don't even know my phone number. I've never had to call myself. So I don't know. Uh, it's like, come on. Come on, guy. Come on. Come uh, on. Come on now. But um, finding the number of animals that you can adequately, adequately work with is different for every single person. Like I am a... Uh, a high productive kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, and I like when I was in Maine, I was managing basically, you know, a reptile store almost by myself. Like Jason would help out every, like maybe a couple nights a week. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I had like maybe one person or two other people help me every now and again, but it was mostly on me. And so I was taking care of like 200 or 300 snakes or something like that. And like that for me, that's not a crazy unreasonable amount and but for yeah. someone who's you know worked with 20 snakes or has 10 snakes or whatever yeah trying You're to like, do hundreds a hundred or 200 is going to be yeah. like i that's going to blow my mind and i i you know just trying to figure out a system where that works all the time or you're not missing anything or you know whatever it's it's tough for that that person but you have to be able to acknowledge like when you hit that number it's like okay i shouldn't mm-hmm. buy any more animals i'm having you know i'm slipping here i'm slipping there and and, uh, you know, trying to stay within your, your boundaries of what you can deal with. Cause like, even when I started at nerd, when I did the downstairs, I took care of like, uh, the exoteric room. Yeah. And, uh, like that was like my dojo and there's like probably what, 150 animals in there. Yeah. Like, maybe right I around so, there. Yeah. Cause I think those racks hold like a hundred and something. And then there's exoterics all around. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was like 150 animals, but like, that was my, you know, I was like, boom in the zone right there because like that is very within my comfortable realm so like everything's getting fed every week and blah blah blah. but you know someone who's maybe has not worked with that scale of animals it might be tough for them because the what the way that they're used to cleaning things is going to be different uh, than the way that i go through and clean things and and the way that i manage time going through those and feeding them is going to be different than the way that they go through and feed them yeah and I, i think that's definitely one of the important things to talk about too is you know 
it's really easy to get burnt out when you don't know that number mm-hmm. and you just have a huge a huge collection of animals that you've yeah. built up but uh it's also important to realize like you know it's it's very different like i don't really think i know anybody that has gone from the hobbyist keeper to a larger scale say with like a, a hundred animals or more uh hobby breeder that hasn't changed up a system oh yeah to make their like i don't think anybody's been like (laughs) i take all of this time with every animal and every dish and and the bedding and i always fluff the bedding and put the plants in this corner yeah (laughs) like that you you there are some things that you you have to realize like okay if i actually want to see the light of day before the seasons change (laughs) i guess i need to kind of do something about that um you know, and I mean, when you're when you're keeping snakes in rack systems, it's a little bit different than uh, if you're keeping and, and breeding snakes in cages uh, to an extent. I mean, I, I know there are certainly some people who keep like carpet pythons and stuff in cages that can whip through many enclosures very quickly. And that's just because that's what they're used to, um, you know, for the longest uh, for a, probably most of my time keeping reptiles, I've kept a lot of stuff in racks. So going through and going through cleaning racks has always been uh, kind of the go to thing for me um so i can bust through racks like nobody's business <laughs> um but yeah so finding that finding that number is super super important and and again the, being creative trying to figure out these ways to save yourself that you know think about it, if it saves you 10 seconds on one thing and you've got and you've got a hundred animals that's a thousand seconds how many minutes is a thousand seconds, Rob? Oh boy, put me on the spot right now. It's a lot of minutes. Yeah, it's something like what? Uh, oh, I can't even think right now. It's okay. But I've, I've <laughs> not I've not slept enough to do this math right now. Yeah, it's a, it, I mean it just it saves you time. Several the, the whole, minutes. <laughs> the whole thing is it, it saves you time, and that at, at, at the end of the day, that is what will help prevent your burnout. Yeah. You know, and it's not to say, you know, of course, again, life happens, you know, random things will pop up and you may have to get pulled away from what you're doing. And if it gets you behind, you're like, oh, man, you know, somebody else has said something in the comments um, that, uh, you know, a lot of times when they're they're doing stuff in their animal room, they've got like their kids or their spouse or whatever, like family time is kind of working in the reptile room. And if you have that, that's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, because hell yeah, extra hands definitely makes things go faster if you've got a buddy that's like super interested in reptiles and uh he's like man like i want to come learn more and uh you're like yeah dude for sure but then like trying to find time to have that person come by just so you can look at snakes isn't always the easiest thing but uh you know i'll be like hey dude you want to come give me a hand cleaning these things and i'll (laughs) teach you some stuff along the way like you know because then then it's also it's it's one other thing that you're doing right but uh it's also allowing you to go a little bit faster so while the first couple times if they come over multiple times you might have to show them okay well this is what this is what i do this is how we do the waters this is what we do for this This is what we do for that um but once they've gotten enough of that under their belt to just be like okay cool all right i can clean this i can do that now you've got somebody that you know god forbid you do fall behind for whatever reason or something exactly (laughs) you've got somebody you can hit up and be like hey man you know, like maybe I'll throw you a little money or, you know, if you're interested in that snake still, you know, mm-hmm. come by and help me out, you know, and, it, you know, we can figure something out. And that's that's huge. That really is huge. And again, it's just another another way to help work towards preventing that 
that burnout, you know, where you're just like, man, I don't even want to go into my reptile room or whatever because like i'm just exhausted and i'm going to look at all those enclosures and immediately be overwhelmed yeah that is the burnout yeah <laughs> and and it's it's sad because you'll see that'll happen to people sometimes and it just like really gets away from them and mm-hmm. and if they had reached out or if they had had someone who was able to help them um you know things could have gone a little bit differently but you know that it just stacks up real fast if you let yeah. it get away from you yeah exactly exactly Oh, uh, Stephen F said a thousand seconds is 16.6 minutes. So a quarter of an hour, a quarter of a reptile talk episode. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Except for Garrett Hartle's episode. Uh, And maybe a couple (laughs) others. And a couple. But yeah, especially, especially (laughs) Garrett Hartle. Garrett Hartle's episode went about 16.6% over. (laughs) Listen here. I love you, Garrett. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dude okay wait really quick garrett story so uh dan and i one of the times that dan and i went to go get paper down in the boston area which was after they came to visit yeah i found there was one of those little zoomed telescoping snake hooks mm-hmm. in kevin's van so i extended it and took a picture of it and sent it to garrett and was like i think you left something at nerd your super dwarf hook. and your super dwarf hook. He sent me a picture back of a paper clip that had been bent. unwrapped and then bent with a hook. And he was like, "Nah, bro, this is my hook right here." Oh my god! I, I was so happy by that response. Oh, that is amazing. Oh. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll have to show you the picture, Rob. Oh, it was, please. it was really good. I was like, oh, that, that this is. is I'm that glad he can make a joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I kind of want to make one of those hooks for myself. Now, now <laughs> I gotta find something that's smaller than a paperclip to make yes. an even smaller one. Just yes. see what's the smallest hook that I can yeah. make to send. This him. is the hook I use for my baby corn snakes. Now I need to get a snake from him and then take a picture with like a bent paperclip little hook. And oh like, yeah, dude, hundred. <laughs> Garrett sent me no, a free dude, hook. You don't even need a super dwarf, dude. Just go, go play with a house snake. Yes. Because he's got all his house snakes. And yeah. you're like, yeah. <laughs> I think I could, you, you, you take a picture of yourself using it on a house snake and then be like, think think this would be okay for the super dwarf? Oh my God. <laughs> That's too funny. That's too funny. Uh, but the, uh, going back to the topic at hand. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, the One of the things that can definitely help you with uh, not feeling burnout or, or, you know, not feeling as burned out is, we did an episode on finding community and finding ways that you can connect with people who are into the things that you're into, because, you know, sometimes I find myself just being like, Oh, I can't do it. I'm like, so I just feel like I'm behind on stuff and I want to, you know, I don't feel like I'm posting this group and blah, blah, blah. And then I, you know, talk to somebody like Keith and I'm like, let's energize and feel it again. And then yep. you know, going to expos when expos can happen again and, yeah. and talking to people who are into the same you know species or like bouncing an idea off someone like, you know, I sent people a picture of like these two snakes that I produced last year that are unrelated. And I'm like, I think these would be like a cool pair. What do you think? And they're like, Oh my God, like the tones in this thing right here, that link up with the tones. And I was like, ah, you see it. You see it. Right. You exactly. It. Yes. And it's just like, ah, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm you know, on the right track. I'm doing the right thing. And that, that just those little hits of, you know, dopamine, it's just going to get yeah. you going and get you feeling good. And 100%, it dude. can, it can definitely help kick you back on the right track because yeah. you know, everyone feels off some days, you know, everyone, 
has tougher months than other ones. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can find ways to connect with people who are on that same, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, find someone who's got that same vibe. Ha. Ha. It's true, man. Ha. What? That was a wonderful little little rhyme right there. Oh, you never heard that before? I've actually never heard that before. That's like a big thing. Yeah. Your vibe vibe attracts attracts your your tribe. tribe. And those people, those are your tribe. That's your people. That's, uh, that might be the hashtag. I'm with it. Yeah. But uh yeah, find find your find your vibe, find your tribe, find those people who are are it for you. If you're in the comment section right now on the Reptile Talk live stream. Hey. hey. You guys are part of, you guys are part of our tribe. Man. That's it. That's it and we appreciate it. We appreciate it a lot. <laughs> and uh you know, we it, it if you're listening to this, you're into reptiles. I'm assuming you didn't find us because you're on a pottery podcast and we're like hey reptile talk i wonder what kind of pottery they have uh <laughs> yeah no but uh you know there are so many great resources for people to meet and discover things that they might be interested in and, and finding the people who are your you know your vibe your your people who you're into yeah one of the things that i like on instagram is that it lets you follow hashtags so mm-hmm. Um, like one of the hashtags that I follow is like Certodactylus because it's this weird type of bow finger gecko from uh, Malaysia and Thailand, and they're like super weird and obscure, and I love them like so much. But I've I've found some pretty cool pages, some pretty cool accounts that I follow now because of because following of that. that hashtag. Because yeah. I was like, oh man, they've got those. That means that they they get it. They get that thing that I'm into. Um, and some of the other things, you know, a lot of people follow like general hashtags like reptile keeper or reptiles. Mm. And, and that is, you know, an overarching umbrella. Yeah, it's a and, good way to find a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I tend to go for more of like the niche things where I'm like, oh, you, you get the head nod. You get the, hey, I see you. <laughs> one of those. Yeah, one of those. But I mean, <laughs> even just following, you know, reptile keeper or reptiles or snake or whatever, you know, you can definitely find. You know, people who are also into the same thing that you're into. You might find some stuff that you maybe weren't looking for, but you also might find some stuff that you were. And being why, open to those new experiences is That's huge. why I can't look at any of those things because I'll be like, I want those now. <laughs> and I will do it. <laughs> I know. I, dude, I, we, we were talking about the Trans-Pecos rat snakes last year. And uh, I was still, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I need to wait. I need to be patient. Yeah. I really want to get some blonde silvers. Yeah. Some anthic blondes, but I'm just waiting. Taking my time, but I've been following Transpecos Rat Snake hashtag on Instagram for the last year, so it's I'm just so like, so hard, Rob. Oh, I see the Asiatic <laughs> blondes, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, ooh. My it's thing so is, cool. my thing is always like, especially because like I, I, I think the Transpecos things are that. Is a species I would just keep, just keep because I think they look really, really they look cool. Really cool. I don't, I, yeah, but I, I know at some those. point, I know at some point, I would probably want to try breeding them at least once. So every time I see them pop up. And I'm like, oh, if I don't get them now, it's yeah, going to take, gonna gonna take that much longer to get them True. up to breeding True. size. <laughs> True. See, I just a been, bad way to think. I've been staying off of Morph Market and off of, you know, King Snake and off of Fauna Classifieds, uh, just trying not to spend any money. I'm, I'm paying down my one project, actually two projects right now, but. Yeah. So that means everybody here in the live stream can uh, send. Rob 
links to links to Morph Trans Market Pecos and, Rat Snakes. Yeah. Great, awesome. It's uh, at Rob is creeping it real uh, on Instagram. On Instagram, and uh, just DM him. I can't guarantee he will read it, but uh, I always read all my DMs. It bothers well, me when I get a red one. <laughs> It bothers me, man. I, I, it does me too. I usually I don't I can, respond. I can go. I can usually go for about a day or two seeing a notification, and then after that, I'm like, Gah! yeah. <laughs> you know what my Instagram account does? If it's not on that first opening page, it doesn't show it as a notification anymore. And so I've had people who message me, and they got like buried underneath a bunch of messages, uh... and they message me again, and they're like, hey, you just want to check it. And I was like, I didn't even see your first message. Like it literally, and yeah. then it doesn't have the Whoops. little notification at the top that I have a new message. So I was like, oh crap, my bad. That's yeah, Instagram. <laughs> to, to put it into perspective i wake up every morning and i've got like between 10 and 20 new messages in my inbox and i'm like uh, I, I don't have that problem oh, I'm, I'm not jealous i do <laughs> yeah i i have between like five and ten yeah on average and i'm i'm okay with that and i hope it never gets between 10 and 20 or <laughs> or anything greater than that yeah it is what it is unless it's people buying things from my morph market dude I, mean, <laughs> I i need to put a thing on my morph market it's like just message me on instagram because i don't check my morph market enough i literally have to go on there and change everything because i only have one borneo left for sale and i think i've got like three or four that are on my morph market right now bum bum Oops. bum whoops that's that's bum, one bum, thing where bum. i'm burned out is trying to sell snakes i really that's not why I got into snakes was to sell them. I just really like them. So <laughs> doing like all the back and forth messaging people on Morph Market or on Fauna and trying to coordinate all that stuff, man, that just like, ugh, it is a lot. That I, burns me out. I, I've only, well, I'll say since starting my brass band stuff, I've only ever posted stuff on Morph Market just, just because First of all, I usually never have anything that I think would capture people's attention on Fauna because I know Fauna has a lot of like the obscure mm -hmm. people that, that go listen or look for that. Um, but also just like trying to maintain that many different platforms, avenues and oh. platforms. I'm like, ah. yeah, it stresses me out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish when you could sell things on Facebook. Yeah legit <laughs> i remember dude i remember literally before like every white plane show i would just make a massive post i wouldn't put prices i would just put a massive post uh listing everything i was going to take to the show yeah and i would just be like if you're interested in anything dm me you know if you want to put a payment on it now whatever and then pay Reserve the rest off of the yeah. show or whatever and uh i used to sell the crap out of stuff by doing that um yeah i, I don't get to do that anymore no but uh that's also mostly because expos aren't happening yeah i'm very bummed about that yeah one <laughs> one tear one tier. streamed down jeremy's face yeah <laughs> and fell from his cheek yep into his lap and stained my pants <laughs> <laughs> i ripped my pants <laughs> amazing yeah amazing but dude yeah main trying to maintain all the different platforms where people sell things you know between fauna i don't use king snake because they charge you a mm. bunch to use it i mean i had a king snake profile at one point when i was selling Same. a bunch of stuff but yep oof, it was it was tough if you were just like a regular person you know yeah it wasn't i feel like it wasn't worth it i used to sell a lot through fauna classifieds fauna I, was my jam back in the day i, I liked fauna and then you know morph market is newer to me so i'm still trying to figure out everything on morph market mm -hmm. but i do generally like that platform yeah it's decent i mean they still have got a lot of weight a lot of places that they can improve like even in the short tail 
sections. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. have all the short tail morphs in there at yep. all. But yep, um, I definitely do like like the morph market platform um, more than any of the others. Yeah, which is which has been nice. Um, and it's, it certainly has become like the standard. Yeah, now very people, people don't even know what fauna or, or king snake, snake are. Yeah. They're like, if it's not on morph market, it doesn't exist. Yeah, and, and you're like, uh, not true, <laughs> not but quite. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Limey, we got our good buddy Limey here in the chat, and uh, Limey says that uh, people just hit him up. He doesn't advertise. Well, it must be nice to be you, yeah, sir. <laughs> I actually i i advertised a couple of Borneos on my Instagram and I sold two of them right yeah. on there. Yeah, and I've got I've only got one snake left from my 2020 stuff that I'm selling, I think, because one of the ones that I sold today was one that I wasn't really planning on selling, but the person's like a pretty good friend and they were like, you know, I really want to get a short tail and I want to get it from you, and I was like, I wasn't gonna sell this thing, but I'll sell it to you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I got one, yeah. one like kind of more normal male left from 2020, and then everything else is spoken for because I kept so much. <laughs> How many holdbacks, bro? Enough, yeah, almost enough. Actually, I think it's enough, dude. I'm I'm looking at stuff that I'm gonna be pairing, and I'm just like getting all excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, is, the next couple of years are gonna be really exciting. I hope that this year I'll make one or two clutches. I'm not really, I'm not going crazy with it. I I would like a clutch. That'd be cool. But um, how many holdbacks? That one will be all holdbacks. Actually, I want yeah, I, the marble clutch is the thing that I really want to go oh, this year. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. and like people have been hounding me about getting freaking marbles. So I'm like, yes, yeah. trust me, I would like to make some marbles so I can sell you some marbles. But uh, you know, I actually just paired them up and I've been pairing them up for the last like couple months and they've been locking up and then I paired them up this time and they did nothing. They sat on opposite sides of the enclosure. I'm like that's a good sign. And, yeah. then the, and then the female's looking like huge. Massive. And then she took a poop and she still looks huge. And I'm like, oh, if a short tail poops and still looks huge. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a so good thing. Maybe we'll have some marbles this year. That'd be cool because last Bam. year was her first year and she only did 13 egg or 16 eggs. And then three went bad. So we only got 13 hatchlings. It was a split clutch with Dan Megano. So I mm-hmm. only ended up with what, five, six babies, something like that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And I, I kept almost yeah <laughs> i might have that one borneo clutch from the uh the mm. white wall ocelot to the super stripe hat yeah. and i'm like how many of these will be hold all of them <laughs> very likely we'll be trading some stuff jeremy <laughs> yeah that doesn't necessarily help yes it does what are you talking about <laughs> no because if i'm swapping snakes to they're with still you, moving they're still moving out of your room yeah but then those tubs are just being reutilized <laughs> they're not actually empty t- i don't get to flip them upside down that's usually my thing when i've like when i've emptied out a drawer and i'm really like i don't expect any more hatchlings or anything i flip it upside down slide it back in the rack and that's my like i'm done that's the <laughs> i'm done look and uh i'm very far from that i i do not have anything flipped upside down right yeah now. yeah yeah, Rob. Wait, you, you said you got a couple more snakes coming in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Rob. I'm trying not to buy anything right now. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know what that's like. I'm I'm very bad at this. I've been pretty decent about it. Yeah, I'm very bad at this. <laughs> and then we got that one from we got that pair from VPI. I can't wait. It's too. probably going to be another couple of weeks before they're comfortable that's, shipping them. Too. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But also, it's like that's just another snake. 
Dude, I'm actually really excited. I am actually really <laughs> excited too. Yeah, because I'm looking at when those uh those secret when the secret males are ready to breed. Yes. I'll have yes. those two black girls to breed to it. Mm. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's gonna be good. And I'm all gonna be whole backs. <laughs> Rob is gonna be buried in Borneos. In Borneos. Man, that sounds like an awesome album title. Buried in Borneos. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would get the context. No, though, unless they're a reptile care. person. <laughs> I don't care. You know, you you're gonna want to care. You're gonna try to sell to that things, record, Jeremy. If you're gonna sell that record, people gotta know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's this really cool band called Annotations of an Autopsy, and they have a song called "In Snakes I Bathe." It's pretty epic. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> if you like uh, uh, death metal and doom and stuff, you should listen to it. I don't know if I'd call it doom, but doom. Death, it's definitely death metal. I dig it. I do dig it. So I'm trying to think of what what other aspects could you uh, feel burn out in the hobby? I mean, the social media aspect is like the biggest one. And, mm. you know, you can always just you know step away from your Facebook groups. For me, it's a lot tougher for me to, you know, get away from that burnout on the social media stuff because kind of part of my job and you know yep. posting for nerd on the nerd account and sharing stuff that we're working with and producing is well i th I think that might actually be the the other aspect of it is if you're doing things as a business you have to do it <laughs> you you have you have to do it you know and and not just the the social media thing but like you know most most people that are breeding reptiles on any kind of like substantial scale have a website yep or something like that so maintaining that website if you have inventory on that website or staying whatever up staying oh. up to date like that's a big one um getting burnt out with dealing with customers yeah that's a hundred percent an easy thing to do um you know especially when you're you're getting bombarded with questions and uh, can i have 47 more pictures yeah you know and i, I so i will give a massive shout out to uh, to Brian Barcheck and his his team over at BHB because he basically has all of his staff answer any question from anybody that ever comes in. Yeah, and uh, that's tough. Man. That'll that's, that'll take your whole day. That's huge. And he's even said he's like ninety percent of the calls that we get about you know having some somebody's got a question about their animal or whatever is an animal they bought from somebody else. Yep. And that you know that's why a lot of people don't do it. You know because it's like. Man, I'm not, I, you know, my, my time is money, you know, or my time is valuable and, you know, I'm not necessarily getting anything out of this. However, you know, I mean, I think the other way to think about that is like, well, you know, if I help this person out, perhaps they'll become a customer of mine in the future or, yep. or they'll send somebody to me like, oh yeah, they helped me out with so-and-so like they're really great. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's a massive undertaking yeah, yeah nerd to, we, to we field a lot of phone calls of people who are like hey i didn't buy this thing from you but can you tell me how to deal with this or correct this or mm -hmm. treat this and it's like oh i mean we'll help you but man you could have saved yourself a lot of hassle by just buying from us i guess <laughs> yeah no and it, it's real and uh you know or you get the the people kevin was telling me about somebody who kept calling and kept calling and kept calling uh and they had some question about a carpet python or something like that. And, uh, and Ken was like, Oh, well, we've got some videos up about this, you know, a similar kind of thing and whatever. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, but this is, this is the problem. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I've made it's a in the video. Like, it's in this yeah. video. Like check, you know, check it out. Cause we go in depth and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that's why I'm calling you. <sighs> and it's like, no, 
no, but you're not you're missing you're missing the point. I'm trying to politely tell you I don't have the time for this, yep. but I have offered you a resource. Yeah. I think that some people are just starving for that connection, that that you know, one on one interaction. For sure. Especially with COVID, people are like, I haven't talked to a living human in days besides my work. And it's like, yeah, well, well, we are at our work right now. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't have time. I literally was on the phone with someone for three hours. Actually, it was more than three hours. I don't want to talk about how long it was, but it was more than three hours because they were like, I just need to ask you questions about this and talk about this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hey, I got it. And they would just start keep talking again. And I'm like, I have to go now. It was past the end of my shift when I hung up with them. Uh, yeah, it was something else. Um, and and the, there's people out there who are just like, I need to talk to someone about this. And it's like, we've got all these videos that'll answer all of the questions that you're asking me right yeah. now. And they're like, no, no, no. I want you to tell it to me. And it's like, oh, I can't spoon feed every person. I can't do it. Yeah, but we have an automated we have an automated spooning system over here that it's is called got, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, and it just gives you the spoon <laughs> and just hands it right to you. All you have to do is open your mouth. That's all you got to do. Open your eyes and your ears and just listen, and we will spoon it directly into your mouth. <laughs> it won't be me doing it, but it'll be me. Okay. Yeah. If you close your eyes, it's the same. That's that's actually wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this automatic spoon feeding machine. Yeah. Called YouTube. Pretty much. That's that's actually freaking wonderful. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. People don't understand. Much. It's it's you know, and I always I don't always have time to answer every question. Like I get a lot of questions on my personal Instagram about stuff that's mm-hmm. going on at Nerd, and I'm like, can you message me when I'm on the clock right now? Because I'm just trying to decompress at the moment. Yeah. No. Exactly. There are some sometimes you know again, you just have to sometimes tell turn people away. Or at least yep. tell them like, "Hey, I'll get back to you tomorrow." Yep. Or you know, like not necessarily be like, "Get them, get out of here, get lost." But no. you know, just be like, "Hey, you know what? I'll answer your question tomorrow." Yeah. Or like, "Give me until tomorrow," or whatever. Or literally just leave it unread until the next day. You know, especially if it's something later in the day, like you're trying to, you know, especially especially if, uh, you know, you are the breeder, the person. You know, you're doing it from home. You know, or whatever people will call you in the middle of dinner you know yeah. or send you emails in the middle of dinner you know and you know because it's those are business hours or it says these are your business hours but like there, there life, has bro. to be that understanding of like it's yeah there you have a life and especially if you know you aren't a large-scale breeding facility like a nerd or a bhb where there's a bunch of staff and there's people yeah. who are dedicated to answering the phones and answering emails you know it's this one person maybe maybe a couple and you know they've got to work with the snakes they've got to you know process the sales they got to pack the shipments they've got to do all these different things on top of you know answering questions and doing all that all that other stuff so sometimes you just need to step back maybe not respond to somebody right away or just be like hey you know what i i just stepped away i can get that info for you tomorrow and sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. And that's okay. And anybody who thinks that's not okay is they, they can just go somewhere ass. else. Like, yeah, they can just go somewhere else, you know, and never, never feel bad for that. You know, and if, if somebody's like, uh, well, they, they told me they could, they didn't have time to help me and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, yeah, I was just, I was trying to sit down and have dinner with my family. Yeah. The people you... who care about me every day. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for the, I'm sorry. I need to put the people who are with me every day of my life, loving me and supporting me and cheering me on. I need to put them on the burner so I can talk to you who didn't buy something from me, who wasn't planning on buying anything from me and just <laughs> wanted my help for free. Yeah. Ah, sorry guys. Sometimes I got to say no. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you got to say no. Yeah. Um, do you guys deal with coworkers asking you questions you feel they should know the answer to? Well, I mean, so here's here's the thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but sometimes, you know, they um you know, when, when people when we hire people either in the pet store or or at nerd, we don't expect them to know everything. No, you it's know. very rare that I find someone who you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but it's not often that I find people who know as much as I do when it comes to reptiles. It's just, it just doesn't happen because I've been focusing on this since I was four okay. years old yeah, or something yeah, yeah. and like reading every resource that I could get and talking to every person that I could. So it's very rare. I mean, there's some people who have are focused on one thing and they can kind of meet me at that point or maybe know more than me at that one particular thing. But when it comes to the variety of things that I work with, it's not often that I find people, you know, if we've got someone who's working with articulated pythons and then I have them go grab something and do something with monitors, most of the time it's like, whoa, that's alien. I've never done that before where, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I feel like, oh, I, you know, just do this thing like this or like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like second nature to me. Um, but you can't expect everyone to, to know that or to be you know comfortable with that. So it, it's not necessarily that I expect them to know things. It's if it's in their domain of things that they work with. I usually I, expect them to know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If if it's outside of that realm, I am usually pretty lenient with people because I yeah. I know what it's like to learn, and I'm still learning things. Yeah, and it's also not like we have you know five species of animals. We have so <laughs> many different species of animals. I would love it's to. Ridiculous. I'm gonna have to go through on one of my days off and just, and count, just count how many different species, species we oh, work That'll with. be a number. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, so so it's it's kind of inevitable, um, you know, and, and everybody likes different things, yeah. which I think is awesome. You know, it would be it would be a little I don't know. I don't know if it would be boring, but it would be a little maybe less interesting if everybody liked the exact same thing. And we were just showing each other the exact same thing over and over and over. And it's like, did you see this picture? Yeah, I saw it like two hours ago, dude. Like, yeah, it's a dope snake. But yeah, I already saw it. But to have somebody come up, you know, and show you like I think about like Jake who like really loves all those the crazy weird, weird colubrids and stuff like that. It's like, oh my God, dude, like take a look at this. And you're like, yeah, that's actually that's badass. I like when I get to show him stuff that he hasn't seen yet. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you know, I mean, that's, that's just part of it. And if, if you, uh, you know, have a substantial enough collection where you're having somebody help you out, you know, or maybe you have a staff member or somebody that you're paying, um, you know, I mean, part of working with people, especially if you have had the experience, is is that kind of element of mentorship. Yes. And, you know, and taking the, that time to to do that, um, which you don't want to get burnt out on. Because yeah. <laughs> education is I think educationally or education is another thing you can get burnt out on, especially if you are consistently in that zone of like not necessarily going to do educational programs but like talking with people 
about things, going to expos, answering the same questions over and over and over and over and over again for every individual person. It's like, man, I just want an FAQ sheet I can just slap on my table. Can I go have a bearded dragon and a leopard gecko? No. <laughs> I mean, you can, but you'll have a fat bearded dragon and no leopard gecko. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I feel like uh, that sort of thing with COVID and everything, people have definitely not felt that as much. But doing expos, man, when you pack up every couple weeks and you're doing an expo and answering the same, is he eating live or frozen thought? Is he friendly? Uh, do you have the exact moment that his eyeballs opened outside of the egg? Can you <laughs> tell me that, please? Uh, uh, how really, long was its egg tooth? Yeah. I, <laughs> When you deal with those <laughs> questions every single day, man, it gets old. Or how many grams is this snake right here? I'm like, man, I haven't weighed a snake in yeah. so long. I don't yeah. know. Man. It's it's eating adult mice. That's how many grams it is. Yeah. It's an appropriate weight. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Mm. Well, those are the things that burn me out, man. I get someone who's like, I need to know the exact moment that it hatched out, how many grams it is, and then approximately its total length. And I'm like, oh man, it's eating adult mice. That's how long. That's how big it is. <laughs> yeah. And then Rob's like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? And they're like, oh my berm. No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Rob. Yes. It's about that time. It's about that time. So this has been reptile talk. <laughs> What what has you excited about reptiles, Rob? Ooh, right now, what in the realm of reptiles has got me excited? Um, Usually he does this to me. I do. I do <laughs> do this to you. The thing right now that's got me super excited, like in this particular moment, is that tomorrow I'm actually going to be setting up that enclosure that I've been waiting the last couple of oh, weeks yes. to set up for yes, yes, uh, upgrade yes. one of my scrub pythons. My Highland scrub is going to get it. Uh, three foot enclosure right now so i'm pretty excited to do that tomorrow yeah. and then set up another rack so i can start moving some of my babies up from their hatchling rack into the next size up i'm pretty excited about that and then in the greater realm of reptiles um i'm planning on doing a field herping trip in the next couple of months i don't want hey. to say i don't want to talk too much about it but i'm yeah super pumped yeah and i'm sure there'll be stories I cannot wait to hear these stories, especially because yes. I know the people. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, Jeremy, what what in the realm of reptiles has you excited right now? Um, mm, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Um, no, I US am Arc. actually. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold yes. on. Yes. US Arc. I'm pumped about US Arc. They've yes. got, they're almost at 5,000 Instagram followers when yes. they just made it the other week like when we were talking about two two weeks, two weeks ago, ago? Yeah, yeah something like that so yeah. make sure that you're following us arc underscore official on instagram right. as they're shouting out updates of the laws that are going on right now i'm super pumped that's got me excited that us arc is on instagram now where we yes. can share more information and resources that comes to you know the crazy legislation that's going on right now yep. i'm excited about that sorry no that's cool I, i'll piggyback off of that at that and say uh if if anybody saw the last piece of legislation that popped up with uh, Eureka, California. Mm -hmm. It was all of these terrible uh, impositions on how many animals you can have, the size of the animals that were regulated, all this stuff. So they had their hearing or their their open comments or whatever, and it, and things got amended for yeah. the better, Yes, which is actually wonderful. I shared it on my uh, Facebook earlier today, um, <clears throat> but now there's there's no longer a limit on the number of animals you can keep. There's no size limit on snakes. 
which is which is great. And the size limit, and on, the lizards size limit on lizards went from three, three feet to eight feet, which is great. Basically, just croc monitors and komodo dragons. <laughs> yeah, essentially so. Um, and uh, I think there were a couple of couple of other things, but like that's that's huge. Yeah, you know that really is huge. Um, because again, I feel like a lot of us are not necessarily opposed to you know regulating maybe species that not everybody should have access to just all willy nilly but to just literally go all out and be like no you can't keep that bro like that doesn't work that's not awesome so mm -hmm. i am excited about us arc i'm excited to see a little bit of positive movement on some bit of legislation that's yes. going on so i'm very excited about that i'm also very excited that uh my army of amazon tree boas is uh mm. getting a nice little uh addition it's getting a little, ugh, a little, a little bit muscle, muscle added to it. a little bit of muscle i'm excited for that too because i want some of those in the future yeah i'm pretty pretty stoked um yeah i've got some some cool stuff i'll have to post some post some pictures mm. oh jeremy if people want to find out more about you where are they gonna go right here <laughs> in your speakers in your speakers yeah no uh you can check me out on instagram facebook here on youtube uh, at brassman reptiles you can check me out on twitter at brassman rep and uh of course reptile talk reptile.talk on instagram there we go and available everywhere how about you rob uh if you want to find out more about me check me out on instagram at rob is creeping it real on twitter at rob is creeping and that's pretty much it. Boom. Bam. So we will see you guys next week with another episode of Reptile Talk. Episode 52. Boom. One year. One year of Reptile of Talk. Reptile Talk. Woo. We're going to be in the building. That's it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. See you guys.